Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Ricky Nelson. Very good, Wes. Dead at this hour. Still. His music's better than his son's. Well, yeah. he's more popular, and I can't argue that. But his sons did have beautiful, blonde, flowing locks. And it's their birthday, and they are both very much alive. All right, he's suffered enough. Let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Highlight and talk to Chris Blair, the LSU broadcaster who has been kind enough to join us here on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. And, and Chris, we, we do birthday trivia every day with celebrities. Everybody obviously was in quotations today because of our uh, celebrators. But the, do you remember the Nelson boys, right? The the, the sons of, of Ricky Nelson? Yeah, sure I do. Um, you know, the band Nelson. I think Thank they're you. still actually <laughs> touring. Uh, you know, you can catch them at a local honky talk as far as I understand. I mean, they might be playing in our studio next week. You never know. Anyway. I, 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 I even remember, I think one was Gunner. I don't remember yes, the second. Yes, yeah. Gunner and Matthew. Gunner yeah. Gunner and Matthew. I, there you go. If yeah. you're Matthew, don't you go, how come he got such a cool name and I got Matthew? I mean, not <laughs> yeah, that Matthew's no. not fine. But anyway. Right, right. No, no, nothing wrong with the name. It's just it's not as, uh, like you say, hip and cool as Gunner. All right, Chris, listen, I've wasted time long enough. How much do you think LSU is going to beat Arkansas by this weekend? Let's be real. <laughs> hey, look, I, I think it's uh, you know a great opportunity for LSU to build on you know what they were able to accomplish last week, and you know the, the circumstances were different um, because I think there was such an emphasis uh, by Coach Kelly and his staff to, to get the guys ready. Um, and you know I don't want to you know rehash the game last week, but basically when you go to Davis Wade Stadium, I mean you're battling you know the, the Bulldogs and you're battling the Cowbells getting the plays in and getting the snap count, all of that stuff, Mm -hmm. um, which makes it a great venue. Um, But Coach Kelly said if we go in there and we can get rid of that part of the game early enough, uh, we we can take care of business. And, you know, by halftime, the stadium was empty. (laughs) And, uh, you know, the cowbells turned into cowbell. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, I think that's the circumstances are different. You know, this, this week it's a Saturday night inside Death Valley and, um, again, it's a team that, that I think in Arkansas that's got a bad taste in their mouth after you know dropping that game to BYU, going in tied in the fourth quarter, just unable to get things going, uh, you know, to, to get points on the board in that final stanza. So, you know, I think they they understand there, there's a set number of things that have to happen for LSU in the same way, particular and specific to Mississippi State. That will apply again to this Razorback team coming in Saturday night. Yeah, there are a set number of things that Arkansas has to do to win this game, too, and the number's right around a million, I think, in most people's minds. Uh, the hope is that LSU is looking ahead to Ole Miss on the road the following <laughs> week, I think, for most of the folks around here. Uh, bottom line is, and I don't, I'm, I'm saying this tongue-in-cheek to some degree, but also with a sense of seriousness, there is a lot of uh, pessimism in the state right now, and people are overreacting as fans typically do. I'm curious, for the second year in a row, LSU, and obviously the second year was a little more definitive, lost to Florida State, which we all know is a very good football team, how much was the overreaction in Baton Rouge after seeing what they already know Coach Kelly is capable of from the year before? Yeah, I think it was similar in the sense that it was the effort, or lack thereof, rather, that, uh, again, there were some missed opportunities for LSU, and not that every play is an automatic that it's going to be connected on, but there were just some, I won't say incredible plays that were there to be made that LSU just didn't make. 
Um, they took a three-point lead in at halftime, but it really felt like they could have had a 10 or, or even 14-point lead um, going into the break, and they didn't do it. And then in the second half, it, it was the fight got taken to the Tigers, and they got pushed around. Um, they looked at times disinterested or disheartened, and you know that was the big shock. It was like we thought this was a team that talent-wise, from a depth perspective, uh, perspective rather w- would be able to go toe to toe, taking nothing away from Florida State because I think for my eyes they're, they're one of the best teams in the country this year. Um, so I think that was more of the shock. Is like we weren't ready to go. Um, and again, you couldn't really glean much from the Grambling win, although they beat them seventy-two to ten. You know how did they still have the energy? Do they still have the competitive edge? Are they fired up? Are they ready to take the fight? Uh, to the opponent, and and I think some of those were answered again last week in the win over Mississippi State. But yeah, there was certainly a wait a minute that we did not see this coming after week number one. And and again, taking nothing away from the Seminoles, I, I think they're a team that's going to be in the mix for the college football playoff unless they completely derail uh, down the stretch of this season. But LSU did not do themselves any favors, and frankly, didn't look like they were ready to play in that type of matchup on that kind of stage on that particular night. How have you seen Daniels improve as a quarterback? Um, the best game I've seen him play, guys, was, was this past weekend because it wasn't the big plays to Malik Neighbors, which certainly there were plenty. I mean, he had 13 catches. He threw it to Malik 13 times, and he had 13 receptions. Um, it, it was the other plays. It was the dump down and the check down and the, you know, going through the entire progression and, and standing in the pocket and, and dropping it off for a four-yard gain or even a five-yard gain to uh, the running back or maybe one of the receivers running the drag route that got you positive yards. You didn't throw it away. You didn't lose it down. You didn't take a sack. Uh, and you didn't try to throw it in tight coverage and get an interception. So, you know, we've seen pieces of that from Jaden in his first year where he was very judicious where he threw the football. But on the flip side, we didn't see him take enough chances, we felt like. Uh, there were times where he held the ball too long and took a sack. There were times where, you know, he would just throw it away and then you'd go back and look at the film and you'd say, look, on the backside you had a guy wide open, maybe only five yards, but it's a positive play. He made all of the plays uh, on Saturday. And and I think that's just, you know, a maturation and confidence level he now has with Mike Dembrock, the offensive coordinator, uh, and, and his teammates. And I think he's got a lot of trust in his offensive line. So, I think the biggest thing for me is just his confidence level now because the tools are all there. Um, and we've seen, as I mentioned, flashes of it. Uh, but now it comes down to, as Coach Kelly says, not only Jaden but this team, you gotta, you got to have those things show consistently. And I think we're getting closer to Jaden Daniels being that consistent guy because the truth is if you go back and put the film on in that Florida State game, Jaden Daniels didn't play that bad. Jaden Daniels was not the reason LSU lost to Florida State. Uh, it wasn't his best performance. Um, but but it, it wasn't bad. What's the Tigers' weakness? Well, it's their secondary, which you know it looked like early on Saturday with Will Rogers over eleven thousand yards and you know records all over the place. That even though they wanted to run the ball the first couple of weeks of the season, that they would test that secondary. Um, they didn't get to um, even when he had time. He was throwing the ball at the top of the shoes to his receivers. Um, so LSU was able to really just start to mount some pressure. Uh, got some three and four man rush. They sent a blitz occasionally, um, and and kind of was able to keep their secondary from from being on an island and, and being exploited at times. Um, but I think that's you would get that answer from just about any fan. 
that's watched LSU play. And I think, truth be known, if you ask the coaches and probably the players, um, they would say at this point the weakest link is, is the secondary. And that's because they had wholesale changes, especially at cornerback. Uh, all new guys, uh, mostly transfers, a couple of young players. Um, and I think the talent there, I, I just think, you know, they've got to build some consistency in and of their position group. Um, but they weren't tested a whole lot on Saturday. And, again, I think that is going to be the interesting part about the matchup this Saturday, which is with K.J. Jefferson, I, I didn't see him running as much as I thought I would in that BYU game. Uh, and I understand why, because he does so much for you. Do you really want to have him running 25, 30 times a game, taking those kind of beatings? Because let's remember, LSU didn't face him last year because he was unavailable. Um, but will he stand in the pocket and uh, maybe extend plays with his feet and then try to test the secondary? Um, we'll see. What does the loss of Greg Brooks mean? You know, it's it's some of that physicality. And uh, goodness knows, uh, echoing what Coach Pittman said during his press conference, what Coach Brian Kelly has said. And, of course, he came out publicly today. His family made an announcement. And, you know, we were made aware of it on Saturday. And it was just kind of a uh, makes you sit back. I mean, it's kind of it hits you in the face uh, because, you know, he's a young man who is uh, at the tip-top uh, peak uh, performance of his life. And, and now football is going to have to be put on the shelf. Uh, for him to take care of himself. And we certainly hope that he does and, and would love to see him play football one day. But I think immediately for LSU, it's just kind of a physicality. Um, you know, he's played a number of different positions. I mean, he's kind of a linebacker. He's also been the nickel back. He's also played a little safety because, again, they like his skill set. They like his versatility. And wherever he's playing, he brings that physical presence uh, to the team. So that's that's a huge loss. And, and the guys will tell you it's simply – from a leadership standpoint and a 100% solid teammate standpoint, it's a big loss for LSU. Well, everybody here is pulling for him, obviously, Chris. Um, you know, even though he transferred to LSU, I think everybody here has a, a good place in their heart for him. And it sounds like in West dealt with him some <clears throat> in some interviews. Uh, great kid and wishing him the best. Uh, on a much less important note, um, I don't know how much you keep up with the former players that played at LSU, but i got to say, um, for all the good Justin Jefferson's doing for my fantasy team, uh, Joe Burrow's killing me right now. I got to be honest; it's just really, it's really yeah, it's been very a rough, been a rough start for Joe. Uh, again, I don't know that he's quite 100 percent healthy after having a slight injury during camp, but uh, kind of seems to go like that. And unfortunately, you sign a giant contract, and then first two weeks into the season, everybody's like, "Oh, is he worth it?" Well, he's worth it, and I think once he gets 100 percent healthy, he'll he'll do you just fine. Yes, that's a good point. Um, unlike Joe Burrow, I'm. Not very good at my job right now, and I'm not making that much money at all comparatively. So, you know, he's he's going to be just dandy, I'm sure. And I'd like to sit on that stack of money and figure it out in the meantime, so it's okay. Chris, appreciate it. Have a great call on Saturday. Thanks for the time today. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, take care.